It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. <laughs> Her name is Gabriella. She's very nice. Regina George would eat Sharpay for breakfast. Go to hell, Mickey Mouse. baby. I'm proud of us. We've come a long way since the beginning. And we've we've grown and experienced so much, so many hardships, especially you last week with cats. I've been changed. <laughs> How is your life now that you've seen cats? I, 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 as I told you, things would start to look and smell and taste different. Everything's different now. Still on your cat's hangover? I'm still on my cat's hangover. I've been on my cat's hangover since we saw that movie. Mm-hmm. I have, I've had dreams about just horrific anthropomorphized cats about four times since we saw cats. <laughs> and I don't think it's slowing down anytime soon. On a scale of zero to ten, with zero being not jellical and ten being the most jellical, how jellical do you feel? Like eleven. Ooh, you're more than the most jellical. I'm more than the most jellical because I've been transformed by that film. Uh, and I think because jellical is a neutral adjective. Mm. Uh, it's not necessarily a good or a bad thing, but yeah. it's definitely in my soul now. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've tattooed this into your very essence as a human person. It's just part of me. I think I gotta put that on my CV now. <laughs> Writer, editor, Jellical. <laughs> <laughs> Colleagues would describe me as efficient, flexible, incredibly Jellical. <laughs> Should go on my business card. <laughs> um, so we've decided to watch uh, some more musicals. We decided we didn't have enough musicals in our lives after last week. We wanted more. Or maybe we wanted better. I'm not sure. And I'm not sure what we got. I don't know what we got. I feel a little bit conflicted about what we've witnessed. Me too. Um, what have we watched, Elise? We watched High School Musical 1 and High School Musical 2 back to back. And because we had a very hard time getting hold of both of those movies, we ended up finishing at about 1.30 in the morning. Um, and we didn't watch High School Musical 3, and that was a choice because I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, I saw High School Musical 3 in the theaters when it came out, but I can't recall anything from it except yeah. that there was a graduation. There was a British Sharpe. Was there? Yeah. I don't remember There's a self-insert that. character. Maybe it was just my dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't watch 3. The thing about my time is that I value it. Mm-hmm. So, what? Uh, despite what this podcast will suggest, <laughs> I remember the never-ending story. I remember Return to Oz. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, we, we watched High School Musical 1 and 2, and we wanted to have a party, and I had fun to a point. I, I wish we'd started earlier, but we had a series of trials and trips. Basically, Disney has been systematically... Ruling out all means of watching High School Musical, and yet, and yet, and yet, here we are. Here we are. Will we reveal our secrets? 
I feel like I don't want to. I don't want to. be listening in. Yeah. And also, let me tell you, it was through safe, very kosher means. Yeah. We did not do any piracy. We would never dare. We would never dream of doing such a heinous crime. We would never do a piracy. But also, go to hell, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, go to hell, Mickey Mouse. You can't know our methods. (laughs) And now we have a new lead. A new lead on Disney movies. <laughs> Should we fire through the plot first, right quick? Yes, let's let's talk about this masterpiece of literature. <laughs> <laughs> A cultural touchstone of our uh, collective youth yeah. as millennials. This was the first DVD I ever bought. That's lame, Shannon. I know. <laughs> it was really 11 lame. Canadian dollars. Mine was Fantasia. Because oh. I'm cultured. You're so cultured. (laughs) The first DVD I owned was Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, but I got that for Christmas. Mm. Because I owned um, the Philosopher's Stone on VHS. Because that's how old I am. I don't know if I've ever purchased a DVD with my own money. When I say my first DVD was Fantasia, that was my dad bought it. Mm. Have I ever purchased a DVD? Or have I just been a dirty pirate? Or do I just not watch movies? My secrets will stay with me. (laughs) Keep your secrets. (laughs) The plot of High School Musical. It starts at a ski lodge. As all best stories do. On New Year's Eve. Troy and Gabriella are two hip teens (laughs) at this ski lodge. And they're called on stage at a party for karaoke. And they sing together. And have chemistry and eye contact. Yes. Chemistry is in heavy quotation marks, but, you know, that's what's meant to be happening. And they talk a bit and exchange numbers on their Blackberry and their Nokia flip phone. Love the early 2000s. And then vanish. Um, Never to see each other again. But, oh, wait... Oh wait, Gabrielle is transferred to Troy's high school, a la Sandy from Greece. I was gonna say, this is very similar to Sandy from Greece. Yeah. But Greece is already a lot cooler, because in the opening bit of Greece, they're just fully having sex mm-hmm. on a beach. Yeah. They just sort of sing together in High School Musical. Yeah. And then, it, basically, Gabriella and Troy try out for the musical. And that's the plot. Like, there's there's drama surrounding them trying out for the musical. Yeah, it's kind of like a Romeo and Juliet thing with um with the basketball jocks versus the science science nerd jocks. It's it's Romeo and Juliet if instead of forbidden love it was slightly inconvenient love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the villains are theater kids, which is apt. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been to a theatre, like a birthday party with theatre kids. Yes. And they all try and sing harmonies to Happy Birthday, the Happy Birthday song. Oh, yeah. Such that no one actually sings the tune of Happy Birthday. I hate it so much. It was the worst part of being in theatre as a child. Yeah. It would be like, Happy Birthday to you. Wait, no. Shut up, Mariah Carey. <laughs> Just sing this stupid line. Ugh. <laughs> oh. It's one of the circles of hell is having theater kids sing a happy birthday. Yeah. And I mean, I'm saying, I say theater kids, what I mean is sopranos. (laughs) (laughs) The 
Soprano's being dished tonight. <laughs> Cast all blessed. <laughs> Sopranos have no rights. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. I'm friends with Sopranos. I'm friends with a lot of Sopranos. You do have rights, I'm sorry. You're special and beautiful and wonderful, I'm sorry. <laughs> this episode's going great so far. Uh, yeah, that's... That's the plot of High School Musical. Troy and Gabrielle are auditioning for the school play. Um, the theater kids don't want them to, and the basketball kids don't want them to, and the science kids don't want them to, all for various reasons. And in the end, they get to have their cake and eat it too, and be in the musical, but also be in basketball and in science, because they have yeah. unlimited time for extracurriculars in this universe. It all works out so super great. It's, it works out great. Yeah. And the theater kids are suddenly not mean anymore. Yeah. Until High School Musical 2. When they're mean again. Well, okay, one of them is mean in the second one. High School Musical 2. What's the plot of High School Musical 2? High School Musical 2 opens at the very end of that very same school year. It's summertime, baby. It's time for unlimited japes and love and and free time. Um, But oh no, Troy... Uh, has been called to work at Lava Springs, an elite country club nearby. And he says, I'll work on the condition that all of the Wildcats, all of my friends from my school, can also take positions in the kitchen and whatnot. And they're like, yes, that seems like a reasonable demand. (laughs) Everyone from the school can also work at the country club. The whole thing has been set up by theatre kid Sharpay, who basically wants to get into Troy's underwears. Then basically the same plot as the first one ensues. (laughs) Except they're on a golf course now. And there's more sexual harassment and grooming. Yes. It's actually a very dark movie compared to the first one. It is. it's somehow even less nuanced. Yep. Um, But Ryan the theatre kid is nice now. Yeah. He wasn't particularly malevolent in the last one because he didn't come up with anything. <laughs> he was just kind of a sidekick for Sharpay. Yeah. This he's 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 got some gumption in this one. He's struck out on his own. Yeah. He's sick of being the sidekick. And he still wears the hell out of some hats. Uh Troy and Gabriella briefly break up for stupid reasons and then get back together the next day. Again, not so much forbidden love as slightly inconvenient love. Yes. That's they're light the plot. on plot, and I mean I think having just come off of cats, this still feels like an excessive amount of plot. But yeah, yeah, it's they're musicals. There's not a lot of plot to go around, and that's okay. I actually could have done with less plot. I I was just gonna say I found cats maybe a bit more engaging than some of what we saw. Yeah, I mean I don't think it's bad that it had very little plot. I wish it had almost none. Yeah. Because the plot bits are the worst bits of both of these movies. The plot bits are not the bits that we remember. So just to talk about, I guess, the cultural legacy or importance of High School Musical, this kind of came out like early high school time for me. Um, So I think like kids who are 12 through early 15 were unironically into high school musical unless you were too cool for school and it was just the thing everyone watched at Mm. like sleepovers and sometimes they'd put it on in class at the end of term yeah and i was never quite sure where it sat on like cool or not cool 
you know? Yeah, it was, everyone just kind of knew it. I, it, sleepovers was played constantly. I think I once watched it twice in a row at a sleepover. My friends used to all, like, allocate parts and sing all the songs. Oh my god. I was always Ryan, because I have that vocal range. <laughs> <laughs> I still know all the lyrics to Bop to the Top. <laughs> I do think the song status quo was on SingStar. Was it? And I do now distinctly remember singing that and being Sharpay mm. at someone's sleepover. And I thought I was immune from the sing-along sleepovers. But no, we definitely, definitely did do that. Yeah, no one was immune from High School Musical back in mm. the day. And you can really tell that the first one was a craze because they just dumped money on the second one. Yeah. The second one reeks of the first one was very successful. Yes. Like, the production value, watching them back to back, you can really t- see how much more money and... The population of the school doubles. Yeah, there's way more extras. Yeah. Um, they've actually composed a score for the yeah. second one. Um, like, they had... We noticed this when we were watching the first one. Obviously, they have all the original songs that they actually sing, But in the in-between scenes when normally you'd have the score for the film, it's just like weird elevator music. (laughs) Yeah. Which I don't, I didn't remember at all, but it was weird. Yes. Like they found public domain music or something and just played it over transition scenes or like montages. It was like never appropriate for the tone either. Like, what was meant to be a sneaking around quirky funny scene, which should have been like a da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, with some, like, plucky violins, like, mm-hmm. sneaking around theme, was, like, sort of, I don't know, background music for, like, Zelda games. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was <laughs> It was always inappropriate for the scene and just unsettling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, the second one does not have that. It's just got, save for, like, one scene... And then otherwise it's just kind of like piano music reminiscent of, like, reprises of previous songs. Yeah, so they they actually wrote music for the whole film. I always found High School Musical really, hmm, I used to be a bit scared of American schools, as I think I mentioned to you yesterday, Mm -hmm. because my school, if anyone from Wichita Village College is listening to this podcast, hi benches! Hi, honey benches. Um, they can contest that, like, it wasn't, like, super clicky. It was, I think everyone in my year more or less got along. There were people who were, like, maybe more well-liked than other kids. Um, but it wasn't like, oh, you're gonna sit with people with the same interests as one another. Like, it was more like you'd sit with people who were in the same form group or maybe in the same, like, set as you. Mm. And I was always really scared watching, like, American um, movies with in high schools because it was, like, very... Like, Mean Girls, too. It was, like, very regimented. People did not mix. Mm-hmm. Um, and High School Musical really, like, drilled that home. Yeah. it Canadian high schools, I think, are more similar to that than your experience, but still not anywhere near at that level. Yeah. Like, people would sort of section off into their groups, but it wasn't like, how dare you talk to me? Yeah. And I don't, I don't know how accurate the film representations are. I almost wonder how many American high school 
television programs are based on Mean Girls, which is a caricature of yeah. American high school. Um, how that's just gotten, like, reiterated in yes. other versions of American high schools. Mm-hmm. Though, in a Canadian high school, there are, I think, ve- like, fairly distinct groups. Did they mix? Not socially, but it wasn't, like, against the law to go talk to right. someone. You wouldn't be you wouldn't be shunned for going to hang out with a different group. It just might be awkward. I always wondered if these things played out differently because um, in Britain we wear uniforms. So if everyone is dressed the same, then we're not distinguishing ourselves by fashion. But I went to a uniform high school. Oh, okay. Yeah, we all wore uniforms as well. Mm. That. On Wednesdays we wear pink. Yeah. So I I don't know I I don't know how how many American high schoolers sing songs about staying in your lane um, <laughs> at lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> Although maybe like there are some I don't know American podcasters out there reviewing Harry Potter being like British schools always scare me <laughs> how they only talk to people in the same house as them and there's always a hated house. We were put in houses, um, but we didn't. That didn't really mean anything at our school. We were sort of in like forms. What I think you'd call that homeroom, mm-hmm. um, based on the houses we were in. But like, mm-hmm. it wasn't like no one really cared. We'd collect like house points mm-hmm. and get like demerits, which are like anti house points, which would go towards a trophy at the end of the year. But that had like no actual material value and like I think it would be weird if someone was like actually caring about their house. Right. I was in Wimbledon. We had ours like based on sports venues. Mm-hmm. Wimbledon, Wembley, Twickenham and Lords. And I sort of fake hated Twickenham, but only as a joke. <laughs> I had no feelings towards Twickenham. I just didn't like the colour purple. We were green, they were purple, and then the others were red and blue. There were no traits associated with our houses. It wasn't like we were put in the sports venues based on which sport we found most interesting. I certainly dislike tennis. <laughs> I guess maybe Wembley out of the four of them, football maybe is the one I would prefer to play. I don't know. We didn't have any sort of houses or anything in my high school and no real stratified class system of <laughs> Who, who the cool kids were. I do think it is a little bit, what's the word, aspirational of the writers of this film that the theater kids rule the school and aren't just dicking around in the drama room playing improv games all lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as, as someone who, like, in uh, later youth, early adulthood, has fallen into comedy including improv, at times I've been known to dabble. I'm kind of glad that my school wasn't, like, stratified by by interest because I would have ended up in that annoying theatre group. I would have been, I don't know, not Sharpay, but, like, in Sharpay's radar. One of the other ones. One of the other people. Yeah. How do you want to go through this? Do you want to go by character? Yeah, I guess, similar to Greece, we have characters who are separated into certain groups Mm -hmm. and that's right easy for this because there's sports theater science yeah the only three groups those are the three things you can be yeah in the sports camp we have troy our protagonist portrayed by baby-faced zach efron oh my god he's adorable he's so cute (laughs) (laughs) he's so little (laughs) (laughs) 
squeaky little voice in the first one. I remember as a teen being like, ugh, High School Musical, everyone fancies Zac Efron, but I don't. Oh, okay. I do now, a bit. Like, a little bit. At adult Zac Efron? I don't know. He's never been my type. The people in High School Musical, as a kid, I think I, I liked Chad the best, who was our other sports guy. The other sports bra. Uh, yeah, Troy um, and Chad are tight. They're the stars of the basketball team. Yeah. Troy's dad is the coach. Chad is just a guy. Yeah. Chad is just a guy. He you was know? Di- in my head. He was the hot one, and I think that sta- that holds up. There's also Zeke. Zeke is another basketball player. Yes, Zeke uh, is a m- very multi-layered character. He is not only a skilled basketball player. He also is a star baker. Yes, he makes a wonderful creme brulee. He's also very tall, which comes up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. In this movie. <laughs> If a character is especially tall or especially short, that gets mentioned all the time. Yeah. Not necessarily, like, a very mean way, but at one point Zeke, who has a crush on theatre kid Sharpay, he says something like, ah, Sharpay, you should try my baking. And she's like, tall person, evaporate. (laughs) And in in the second one, there's a, a handful of basketball players and... Is it Gabriella who walks past them and goes, hello, tall people? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like three pro basketball players <laughs> just referred to as tall people. And I think the other basketball player with lines is Jason. Yes. We J- don't care for Jason. No, Jason has no rights. <laughs> Jason is just kind of, an he's just there. Yeah. Um, I forgot he existed until yesterday, mm-hmm. um, and I'm already forgetting that he exists now. Yeah. Jason who? <laughs> what do we have to say about Troy? Troy is conflicted. You know, he's really being pushed by his dad to pursue basketball, which he does love. I genuinely believe he loves basketball. Um, but he decides he wants to branch out into singing when he meets Gabriella at karaoke and auditions for... The musical, he is scared to reveal this to his friends because <laughs> singing's gay. <laughs> I think this is a good point to start our, our theory about what these movies are actually about. <laughs> um, I think these movies are about toxic masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because that's really like all the, the other hobbies people get shamed for. It's mostly just like men having feminine-coded hobbies, like, like Troy being yeah. into musical theater and Zeke being into baking. There's a guy, a skater, who's into cello. Yeah. Cello's gay. Yeah. Tell your friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, it seems like they've, they've all kind of internalized this, none more than Chad. Oh, Chad. Oh, we're gonna get back to you, Chad. <laughs> um, so, so Troy is, he's, he's really sweet. He's not very, he's not like super bright but he's you know he's concerned for his future he he needs a scholarship from his basketballing career to get to college because his dad can't afford it so he's like really really wound up about getting money for college which is why he needs a job Mm -hmm. and why that's his focus in the second film Mm -hmm. and uh i don't i'm not gonna say troy does nothing wrong but like troy is unfairly treated he is the ultimate victim of this franchise (laughs) he is yeah (laughs) he gets jerked around a lot and he he's quite sweet there's a bit in the first movie where he's just gotten kind of 
chewed out um, for missing basketball practice, and he's standing in the middle of the court playing, and Gabriella shows up, and they're having, like, a little cutesy moment, and then his dad shows up again and kicks Gabriella out, and his dad is, like, shouting at Troy, and he's like, you're throwing away your career for some girl, and he's like, her name is Gabriella, and she's very nice. <laughs> it was really, really cute. She's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad for Troy. Let's just quickly run through. Like, the second movie's plot is... Oh. The trials and trips of Troy Bolton. <laughs> uh, so Troy has been invited to to work at this country club. Initially because Sharpay wants to get with him. Yeah. And to sing with him in the country club talent show, which she wants to win. And Troy has some star power, so... Mm-hmm. Um, she wants that. And he is basically being groomed by Sharpay and the Evans family for the whole movie. They keep on making him like hang out with them and hang out with Sharpay and be their caddy and go to dinners and forcing him into a situation where he feels uncomfortable. And can't he say no he because he's an employee. And they also are manipulating him by suggesting that he might get scholarships if he meets these basketball players they've invited to the country club. They'll be at the talent show, and if they hear him sing beautifully at the talent show, then he'll be given a basketball scholarship. (laughs) For reasons that defy logic. But it it is... I I didn't recall this plot at all, but watching it again now, I was like, oh my god, like this poor kid. Yeah. Because Troy's what, like... 17 maybe in this movie all his friends start hating him because he can't spend time with them anymore because he's being groomed yeah and basically the like Sharpay's parents are members of the board for the country club so they've got huge sway over his job which he needs to go to college yeah um, over whether or not he gets a college scholarship, and basically he's being coerced into hanging around with them so Sharpay can be just, like, all over him. And she's quite handsy, and... Yeah. She's manipulative, and she's, she's pretty transparent about what she wants, and he's, he's very clear with her that he's not interested, but he's trying to be polite. The look on Troy's face is a look of, like, abject terror. Yeah. The whole of the second movie. Mm-hmm. And then he has to apologize to his friends. He has to for not spending time with them. Yeah. And, like, he gets a bit short with them and a bit thoughtless, but also... Partly in retaliation. Yeah, because they get really awful to him. And, and no one... At no point is it acknowledged that he's going through some stuff. Yeah. Like, no one... It Even though everyone seems aware that Sharpay is interested in him, no one sees that as a problem. They all think it's Troy's problem. They, like, yeah. she doesn't really get any blame for being... Like, she's sexually harassing him this yeah. entire movie. And this is where we circle back to the enemy in this movie being toxic masculinity. <laughs> and who is hit harder... Than Chad. Oh, Chad. I love that they call this guy Chad. <laughs> was Ch- Did Chad even mean anything different at the time? Like, had incels decided that Chad was a, a name for, like, very masculine bras? I don't think so. Not this not this early in the innocent, back in our innocent had days. Had incels been invented in 2006? I don't think so. Good. They should stay uninvented. Better times. Um, I love Chad. <laughs> Chad, Chad's 
going on a journey of self-discovery in these movies. It's yeah. a it's a minor plot done mostly in subtext, but I think comes through in the end. He's one of the most vehement in the first movie that Troy not do theater. Yeah, because theater's gay. It's heavily implied. Yes, that that's what he's thinking. Chad's more like, "Hey Troy, if you start doing musical theater, that means I have to start questioning my shit. Yeah. (laughs) I don't have the time. (laughs) I don't have the time for that emotional journey. (laughs) Um, But in the second movie, um, Chad has that emotional journey, and I'm I'm proud of him. I'm happy for him. Um, And that comes at the hands of Ryan the theater kid, who's nice now. Yeah, we might get back to, like, Ryan in more detail later. But, like, Chad, his thing in the second one is that he doesn't dance. He just... <laughs> Despite the fact that Corbin Blue is, like, the best dancer in the cast. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but by a significant margin. A Broadway star. Yeah, he's now a Broadway star. <laughs> in a show that was just nominated for best choreography. <laughs> okay, Chad. But Chad doesn't dance. It's like sure, Chad, but sure, Chad. Sure, Chad. Um, Chad doesn't dance and is convinced that perhaps he could try dancing and maybe that would be okay. And Um, then he sleeps with Ryan. Yeah. I, okay, there's there's a song, we'll talk about songs a little bit more later, but there's a song called I Don't Dance where they're playing baseball and... Ryan has been brought into the fold of the Wildcats and he's, yeah, convincing Chad to dance while playing a really homoerotic game of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing. We'll talk about that more later, but there's a scene, like, directly after that in the post-game celebration. They're all, like, out on picnic tables yeah. eating after the game. Shannon pointed this out to me. I'd never seen it before. It blew my tiny little mind. <laughs> so, um... The Chad and Ryan are on opposite teams, and Chad is wearing red, and Ryan is wearing all white. Uh, it's very noticeable. And in the scene where they're having a post-game celebration, they have switched clothes. Yeah, they're fully in each other's clothes. Um, like Chad's wearing Ryan's white outfit with his white like newsies cap, and and Ryan is wearing Chad's red uniform and red baseball cap and if you do not believe me look up the scene on youtube yeah that a hundred percent is true now you may be saying hang on i think i remember that chad was dating taylor the scientist and to that i say are you sure (laughs) do you have any evidence of this other than taylor saying it also i think it's they're just like dance partners in most of the scenes yeah they're not really like dating dating no. I don't think. I don't think. There's no chemistry. Yeah. Um, hey, speaking of Taylor, should we move on to Team Science? Yes. Let's talk about the science I feel like if 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 this school is theatre, basketball, and science, and that's a spectrum, I sit at the exact intersect of theatre and science. Mmm. Yeah, I think I'm over with theater, which is unfortunate for me, but that's just them's the brakes. I don't know, I'm not too sure the science crew in this movie is very good. The main one is Gabriella, this freaky science freak. <laughs> the freaky math girl who knows how to count. 
<laughs> Gabriella is a, a mathlete. She's a genius. She's won a whole bunch of awards at vague math and science stuff. Which is cool. And is still, like, friendly and charismatic. Yeah. It, like, cool. Yeah, but she's, she's very anxious that people might find out that she's a genius at this new school. Which baffles me. Like, is that a thing? Is that... It, does intelligence get mocked at school, really? I don't think so. Yeah, so she's very worried about it. And so Sharpay and Ryan decide that what they're going to do is print off a bunch of news articles of her awards on the funniest computer ever. <laughs> Inter- yeah. Internet search engine. <laughs> it doesn't really cause that much pandemonium in the school. People are not like... Oh, gross. You you know how to do math. You can do long division. I don't want to hang out with you anymore. In fact, like... Well, what they do is they put the leaflets in Taylor, the head of the science team's locker. I thought it was implied they'd put it everywhere. Taylor has the, the, art, the news article and says, this was slipped into my locker. Mm-hmm didn't you do that to Gabriella? So I kind of thought they just put them in Taylor's locker to get Taylor to try and get Gabriella onto the science team. Ah, see, I thought that Sharpay had pulled uh, Regina George and photocopied the whole thing, scanned the whole thing and sent it Mm. all around the school, like the burn book. I think in general, Sharpay is a less effective Regina George. Like, the intention is there, but the skill and the creativity is lacking. Regina George would eat Sharpay for breakfast. Oh, definitely. And I would watch it. I'd pay money to watch that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. And speaking of... Yeah, um, Gabriella is like a poundland Katie Heron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she doesn't really... She's nice. She's very nice. She's very nice. She's very nice. <laughs> she has a beautiful voice. Gabriella is played by Vanessa Hudgens. She's played by Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> a fan favorite on this podcast. <laughs> and... In the second movie, she doesn't, like, do an awful lot. She's a lifeguard and kind of gets annoyed because Troy is spending too much time with Sharpay, leaves for a day, and then comes back, and it's all fine again. Yep. That's kind of all there is to say about Gabriella. Yep. We have Taylor, who is, I guess, the Chad of science. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's science Chad. Um, she's the in charge of the science team. I aim to be a science Chad. <laughs> and you live that truth every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I have your name as in my phone. Science uh, Chad. Yeah, Science Chad. Uh, Taylor is mean. She's horrible. I don't... I didn't remember her being really, really mean. Manipulative, pulling shit from nowhere. Yeah, especially in the second one. She's kind of the one who witnesses a lot of what is very clearly Sharpay harassing Troy and then goes and spreads rumors that Troy is like flirting with Sharpay and is, like, straying from his friends and from his girlfriend, and she's, like, trying to stir shit up, and it's, it's, really, it's not a good look, because you'll see her, and then they'll do a reverse shot of what she's looking at, and it's just Troy looking like he wants to die. Yeah! Um, and she's not, like, as a friend, maybe I should tell the others that Troy's in trouble. And her job, I think, at the country club is to 
is employee middle management. I yeah. think she's meant to be some sort of... She goes around delegating jobs and checking in on, like, timekeeping and stuff. Yeah. So, really, she should be doing some HR here. Yeah. And she's, you know, she's being sloppy with yeah. her job. Yeah. Um... In the in the first one, she and Chad organize um, a, a bit of a sting operation to videotape Troy saying Gabriella doesn't mean anything to him, so that Gabriella will be sad and will stop doing the musical and be more dedicated to the science team. I was in extracurriculars in high school, and there were never there was never this much intrigue. No. Yeah, but. Taylor is is really not a nice person. Like she She's, and she and Sharpay would be besties if they could get past their science versus drama differences. Taylor is not just a jerk. She's a mean jerk. <laughs> and that those words are directly from Taylor herself in the first movie when they apologize for the sting operation. I'm sorry, Gabriella. I've been more than a jerk. I've been a mean jerk. <laughs> Do you like my Albuquerque accent? Oh, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Go Wildcats! What team Wildcats? Wildcats! Albuquerque! Get your head in the game. Let's let's go to the theater kids. Yes, here's where the action is. The action. There are uh, three theater kids. Theater kid number one is Sharpay. Um, she's the mean girl. She's shit Regina George. She, she's the homeopathic Regina George. <laughs> <laughs> she took the essence of Regina George and put it in a lake. <laughs> and then took a little bottle out of that lake and get Sharpay from High School Musical. It's <laughs> funny, because I could actually imagine, like, a brand of bottled water called Sharpay. <laughs> Tisdale. Um, she's got a big personality. Um, she's very, very possessive of the theater and being the star of the shows. She wants to keep theater away from people who can't tell the difference between the Tony Awards and Tony Hawk. <laughs> Which I had to stop the movie when she said that and just like <laughs> cackle myself to death for like five minutes. To which I say in reply, why not both? Yeah. I think you can like both the Tony Awards and Tony Hawk. I think on this podcast so far, I have shown my chops. I have an aptitude for both theatre knowledge and knowledge of the video game Tony Hawk. Do I know much about the man Tony Hawk? No, but I know all I need to know from the video game. And that's this. He likes to skate. (laughs) On a skateboard. Yeah. Not roller skate. Although maybe he can. And not ice skates. He can do flips. He can do tricks. He can go on rails. He can skate into a wall and then get trapped in a wall and glitch and then you have to turn the computer off. I know all there is to know. And I'm very good at musicals too. Yeah. So come at me, Sharpay. I am the threat. (laughs) You have two interests. Ah! The Tony Awards and Tony Hawk. But only the video. <laughs> um, Sharpay in both of these movies is mean for the entire movie until the last ten minutes when suddenly she's nice and her change of heart has absolutely no 
um, precipitating action. And everyone loves her. And everyone loves her. Um, this, I guess, okay, I will give it, the second one, there's a little bit more of a reason, there, she feels, she at least has sort of a reason to rethink how she's lived, because she, she told, she was initially supposed to sing with her brother, and she told him to take a hike so she could sing with Troy, he got mad and joined with the rest of the wildcats. Yeah. And then she, when Troy blew her off, she tried to get her brother back, and he said no, and she then had to rethink some of her choices. She doesn't really, but at least there, there's a little bit more like a, why she feels bad a little bit at the end. Yeah. There's, there's, they've put a little more effort into it, whereas in the, in the first one, Troy and Gabriella get the parts that she has done everything in her power to stop them from even being able to audition for. <laughs> and then she just says, I'm understudies, so that's great, I hope you do a good job. Yep, it's, it's really strange. It's, yeah. Then you got her brother, Ryan, who is a hero, maybe the hero of yeah. the second movie. Yeah. In the, there's nothing to say about Ryan in the first movie, he's a lackey. Uh, he wears some nice hats. He bops, 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 bops to the, the tops. tops. <laughs> um, so does Chape. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, in the second movie, he, he switches teams. Mm-hmm. He decides that he doesn't want to hang out with Chape anymore. He wants to join the Wildcats, hang out with them, and bring them to victory in the country club talent show that everyone really cares about. And that's what young love will do to you. It'll change your priorities. <laughs> <laughs> What is that to say about Ryan? I like he's Ryan. He's great. He's a lot of fun, especially in the second one. In the second one, there's a bit where, like, sometimes Troy sees him with, with Gabriella at the same time, and they're being incredibly platonic because... Because Ryan is, is very obviously... Not interested. Yeah. Ryan's a flaming homosexual. <laughs> Um, I, it could not be more obvious. And Troy gets really, like, I don't know, salty about this. Troy and thinks Ryan's trying to steal his girl, um, which is very he's funny. Like, Troy, do not worry. <laughs> don't worry at all. Troy, be emotionally honest with your best friend Chad and ask him what's up with him and the theater kid. <laughs> they sang that whole baseball song and he came home in different clothes. Talk to your friends, Troy. <laughs> Check in with Chad, he's going through some stuff. Yeah. And this is a note to everyone out there. Check in with the Chad in your life. If you are the Chad, check in with yourself. Don't laugh. This is an important announcement about mental health. This is a PSA for all the Chads out there. All the Chads out there. It's okay to like dancing and baseball. Yep. You can like just one, you can like just the other. It's perfectly fine you can to like, like both. Yeah. You know what? You can like neither. That's fine too. People often don't talk about that. Yeah. I love you, Chad. Love you too, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> the other theatre kid is Kelsey. She's a <laughs> She's the pianist and she composes the music. It's funny because she dresses like a complete like hipster at school. Well, not really, but like a school hipster. Yeah. Um, and she's like portrayed as like slightly alternative, but the music she writes is like completely kids' bops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that this... it's like pure Eurovision. Yeah. This is really all there is to say about Kelsey. 
Uh, and then there's the drama teacher. Oh, this drama teacher. Who is uh, uh, directing the spring and winter musical. Every time she talks, I hate her a little bit more. <laughs> I really hate the drama teacher. Her and, and Troy's father, I think, belong kind of in the same grouping of yeah. character. And just she, like The drama teacher belongs in prison because she walks through... The boys' changing rooms when they're all half naked. She yeah. just walks through it to yeah. get to the the coach's office. That's illegal. Yeah, you can't do that. Though they're all teenagers. Yeah. Drama teacher is honestly, she's every drama teacher you ever had in high school. Yes. Troy's father is a, a cartoon parent, and I think the voice of toxic masculinity in these films a lot of the time, at least in the first one. Yes. You know, I think I had the sort of equivalence to the the drama and drama teacher and the coach at my school. Yeah. Like, I remember on the one hand, at the, like, parent-teacher evening, um, the drama teacher was trying to convince me to do uh, my GCSEs in drama, mm-hmm. and she got kind of, like, teary-eyed, and she was like, you know, Elise, y- you would love drama, and really, this is the last time in your life that you can branch out and do something fun. Something you truly enjoy. That's a very weird And you know what? She's right. I haven't had a splash of fun since. <gasps> no fun for you because <laughs> you didn't do drama. <laughs> I must have jumped into geography, French, and art instead. <laughs> <laughs> like a complete nerd. <laughs> no fun to be That's had. why you're a science chad. That's why I'm a science chad. Because I studied geography, art, and French. <laughs> Um, and then on the other hand, we had, a, uh, well, one of the many uh, PE teachers at my school. We had a lot of PE teachers. We were a sports academy. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one guy who loved to say, pain is weakness leaving your body. Oh, I had one of those. Yeah. I think that's just a, a mass-manufactured gym teacher type, you know? Yeah. I thought I didn't like to exercise at school, but mm-hmm. I've since realize that the gym is a place that exists. Yeah. And and no one's yelling at you. And if they are, I can't hear them through my headphones. Mm-hmm. Noise cancelling, baby. Yep. Uh, so, obviously, it's a musical. We've already talked about some of the songs. They've come up, but what was your what was your top song from each of the movies? Ooh, this is interesting because I think that the songs maybe are more memorable from... One, maybe because it got played more at school. Yeah. But I would say for film number one, I really like Status Quo. Right. Which I would pronounce Status Quo, but that's not how they sing it. Which is, no, 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 stick to what you know. If you want to be cool, follow one simple rule. Don't mess with the flow, no, no. Stick to the status quo. Hey, I have a confession too. What's that? Yay, so you know how I'm like really into coding and and doing statistics all the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you like to do? I it's really embarrassing, but I really like doing improv. No, no, no! <laughs> um we that's made my self-insert. So far in this episode without anyone singing. It was it's high school musical episode. <laughs> so that's all I have to say about the status quo. It's pandemonium in the dining hall. Um and in the second movie, for me it has to be 
bet on it. This yeah. is the song that I didn't appreciate at the time when I was watching it as a kid because it's a builder of up of all of Troy's frustrations with his time at the country club. Um, and he knows he needs to make amends with his friends. Um, and basically he does an angry dance on a golf course and his just his arm gestures are wild. He's so angry. And he's like <laughs> doing cartwheels and splashing the pond and like just running around. It's like, oh, it's amazing. He's so angry. It's like highly memed. You will have seen it before. Zac Efron just kind of like looking off into the middle distance with some like sandstone cliffs behind him being like, what? <laughs> bet on it, bet on it, bet on it, bet on it. Um, but actually I quite, to be serious, I quite liked it in the second one because I really felt the pent up frustration because of all the sexual harassment and grooming that he'd done, uh, he'd, he'd been through. Mm-hmm. I feel like he shouldn't beat himself up for all of this stuff because he was the victim. Um, but I, I understand his frustration. It's a mm. tough world out there. Yeah, he's having a hard time. It's a very dramatic song, and Zac Efron just gives, like, 150%. He's like, I'm gonna make it right. That is the way. Watch it. It's a good time. I'm not uh, the type of guy who means what I say. Bet on it, bet on it, bet on it, bet on it. What about you, Shannon? Uh, from the first movie... I think, oh, that's tricky. See, status quo is good. I really like it, but I think my favorite's got to be Bop to the Top. <laughs> I love Bop to the Top. I think a lot of Sharpay and Ryan's songs that are portrayed as like, oh, they're they're all glitz and glamour and no substance <laughs> are like the best songs. Yeah. Their song is the only one I remember from the third movie. Very tight choreography. Tight choreography. They're on it. They're theater kids. They have showmanship. Really. And also, I always sang Ryan's parts to Bop to the Top when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> are there any Ryan's parts? Or are they just saying, are they just doing the same lines? Is there other harmonies? Yeah, he's got his own. He's got his own lines. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna. Justice for Ryan. (laughs) Justice for Ryan. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And from the second one, um, it's got to be "I Don't Dance." I love that on it, but the gay baseball song is everything to me. (laughs) I don't dance. I know you can. Not Not a a chance. chance. No. (laughs) If I can do this, well, you can do that. No, I don't dance. The choreography is excellent. The tension is great. They have a dance break halfway through. It's like very jazzy. They have a jazzy dance break and throughout the entire thing people are rounding bases and the visual metaphor of that is hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good song. It and is. um Yeah. I, I don't know. That's all I gotta say about that. But least favorite songs from each movie. Oh gosh, gosh, gosh. Golly old gosh. Hmm. From the first movie? I think it has to be the one that Gabriella sings when she feels betrayed and she's singing, like, in a corridor full of lockers. Oh, but yeah. I don't... I can't sing it. I can't do it because I don't remember it because I hate it. When I don't... there was me and you... Or is that the second one? Gabriella has basically the same song in both movies. Yeah, I, I I think I was astral projecting quite a lot in the second movie, so I don't remember half of the ones. Yeah. Uh, so that's my, the worst one in the first one. In the second movie, I... We've got to work 
work to work it out. Something, something, the sun will shine. We gotta work, work, there will be no doubt. We can still sleep with summer when we work it out. This is all the wildcats who are working in the kitchen at the country club. They've just been told by a very reasonable staff manager that they should be on time, be safe, and do their jobs to the best of their ability. And they're like, boy, this place sucks. This guy's really riding us here. <laughs> but it's okay. If we hang out after after work and maintain a sense of, I don't know, collegiality, we can work it out and save the summer. Uh, that's like a whole thing. Because Gabriella has been moving around all of her life and this is the last summer she'll spend before college, like, in one place. So it's her last summer. I can still recall our last summer. <laughs> Throughout the second movie, they say summer so many times that... Summer. I'm... Summer. Summer. I didn't, summer. I didn't summer. Want, I didn't want to talk about it. But I'm going to. Yes! Okay, and once you've said this, I'm going to say the other thing I had to say about oh it. Okay, God. go on. Uh, I've broken the moratorium. We're talking about it. Um, In the first It movie, I know that's a departure for us. We normally only talk about It, it too. too. <laughs> but in It 1, uh, that throughout the beginning of the movie, all the kids are saying, It's summer. We should be outside having fun, not investigating suspicious disappearances. Um, and... Bill, the protagonist whose brother has gone missing, says at one point, he interrupts someone saying something like that, and says, if you say it's summer one more fucking time, and that was just playing on loop in my head through the entire <laughs> second movie, as they were just like, I just want to save the summer, and I just have like, Bill from It's a Voice in my head, Yeah. if you say it's summer one more fucking time. <laughs> I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> My thought about it too in this film, about the it franchise, mm -hmm. is that I think I found another contender for iteration of Pennywise, and that's Sharpay. She does a lot of Pennywise type things. She, for such a like boring character, she does have a lot of pizzazz, mm -hmm. and she always has fireworks and amazing choreography for every song. In a way that only Pennywise has. He brings it when he does a song and dance. And I think that Sharpay makes me feel as uncomfortable as Pennywise. Sometimes, yeah. Especially in the second movie when she's grooming Troy. Yeah. So anyway, what are your least favourite songs? I gotta agree with you on the first one. Um, I just think because a lot of the songs are really high energy. And because the movie is light on plot and emotions, having an emotional ballad just doesn't work. Like, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. It's not the fault. It's not because... Vanessa Hudgens does a bad job or anything not at all it there's it's just boring because there's no emotional weight in the script yeah in the second one Troy and Gabriella have a very similar song to Gabriella's like lamenty one in the first yeah. one. Oh, the breakup song the breakup song they sing it together in the second one and I hate it even more I gotta go my own way that's the one uh yeah dislike yeah strongly dislike yeah um, so I'm going to go with that one. That's one of the songs that I was astral projecting through. <laughs> I have to say, I was astral projecting to a much nicer place and time. When we were watching Bed on it? When I was watching Cats. When <laughs> we were watching Cats. I was like, <laughs> Jellicle Cats, no, 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 Jellicle Cats, help, 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 help. 
nicely into what I think is, like, the greatest downfall of watching these movies is the dead zones, where, yeah. where nothing happens. Like, the the plot is very light, and it it's hard to watch. It's, the first one has long stretches without any songs. Yeah. The second one just... There, there's there's too much plot. There's too many conversations, and like all of it is boring. Yeah. And I think all of my good memories of these movies are I saw the movies once, and then I watched the songs about three hundred times. Yeah. And I do think that the 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 strongest song is bet on it of the whole franchise. Bold. That's bold. I think it's the most relevant to like culture today because it's so memed. It, I think it's quite. It is quite new. It has at least one nuance, whereas the other the others don't. Apart from gay baseball, <laughs> which is baseball and gay. <laughs> it's got two nuances. <laughs> two whole nuances. Um, so, Shannon, do you think that the High School Musical franchise, one and two, excluding three because we didn't watch that, do you think it is cursed, blessed, or blessed? Um, I think the franchise is blurst, and the reason I don't go blessed is what I just mentioned. The dead zones where nothing much happens, yeah. and then the sexual harassment in the second one was very upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that, but the music is great, um, characters are fun mostly, or nondescript. None of them mm. really annoyed me except the drama teacher, and I think that was on purpose. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I think it's blurs. Okay. I think it's it's wholesome enough that uh, kids, I think, should still watch them. Mm. And I will still jam to bet on it and bob to the top in gay <laughs> baseball. What do you think? Cursed or blurst or blessed? Ah, uh, blurst, but it's really straddling cursed for me. Yeah? It's just too boring. Mm. And I think, I feel a bit vindicated for thinking it was boring as a teen. Mm-hmm. Um, which I did, and I wasn't just being... A contrarian. Yeah. Uh, I may even... Uh, it's cursed apart from, like, three songs. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. Status Quo, Gay Baseball, and Bet On It. Like, if I can extract those as, like, the blessed elements of an otherwise cursed franchise, I feel like I may have to go high cursed. Can you go high cursed, though? Because isn't the hallmark of Blurst that it's both cursed and blessed? But and there's such low blessed energy. I don't know. Well, maybe, I don't know. What about like? Would you rather? What about Bop to the Top and we're all in this together? And I don't, I don't know. Even the 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 song they sing at the callback, the soaring one. That one's fun. That one's fun. There's, I think there's good stuff there, and I, I think mean, I, I think you should also bear in mind that it was about one in the morning when we were watching these. It was. I just don't want to put High School Musical in the same category as I put Grease. Which is entirely more successful. That's true. Grease is um, a lot better. It ha- Grease has teeth and better songs and better characters. Yeah. Um, I- I'm going to have to give this maybe the lowest blurst. I think that's fair. I'm going to have to give it like a very low blurst as a pity score because I don't want it to retake senior year. Yeah. Like it needs to go to college and move on with life. <laughs> I just... This is like a really, really like if I fucking have to blurst. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I agree that we've watched like better blurst movies, 
Yeah. But I also think our cursed movies are so cursed. Yes. Although some I've put as cursed because I found them boring. Like Snow White. And um, Never Ending Story. Yeah. That's true. This is a tough one. This is the very, very boundary on which I cursed think, or blessed lies. I think is, the reason I, don't I go... I would call it a sweet spot, but it's kind of like the intellectual sweet spot for me. I think the reason for me that it's blurst is that with our other cursed films, like, I never want to see them again, but those bl- blessed songs in High School Musical, I will fully listen to again. Mm. Like, we'll watch Bet on it again. I'll watch Bet on it again. I won't watch the movies again. No, I, I definitely won't watch different. the movies again, but there aren't, there isn't a single clip from The NeverEnding Story I will watch again. No, not from The NeverEnding Story. But I think some of our cursed movies I'll watch bits of again. Which ones? I didn't hate all of Pinocchio. I wouldn't watch any of Pinocchio again. I'd watch some bits from Return to Oz just because it's funny to show people the wheelers. I would never watch any of Return to Oz again. (laughs) I'd never want to go anywhere near that film. Ever again. (laughs) No. Um... I'm really sorry. I feel like I've like reawakened some horror and just like mentioning Return to Oz. I'm sorry. Oh, it's the Wheelers. You mentioned the Wheelers. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think I think you're right that this uh, High School Musical is a borderline case. And I think as a kid, I thought it was blessed. But I do think as a kid, what I did is I watched the movies once, and then I watched the music again and again and again. Yeah. And I do think the songs that are good are really quite good. For that, that's what makes it blurst for me. Okay. Yeah. I can respect that. I'm still going to give it a blurst, but the lowest possible that a blurst can be. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to rule it out. It's not like when we tried to watch Spy Kids and I was, like, so underwhelmed by the entire experience, I couldn't even be asked. Yeah. Like... I can be asked. Mm-hmm. It's interesting for me that it sits at this sweet spot, mm-hmm. but it, it does. Yeah. Um, That's fair. I respect that. Yeah. <laughs> Next week, we're not listening to any music. This is the music free zone. <laughs> no, it's not entirely, but we're not watching a musical. <laughs> we're done with musicals for a little while. We are watching Matilda. Going back to Roald Dahl. Oh, yeah, we are. Is that a good idea? Uh, (laughs) It's okay. I think I'm over Willy Wonka now. I may never be over having experienced Charlie and the Chocolate Factory three times in one day. Um, (laughs) And I think we're going to see if my my bold statement that everything Roald Dahl touches is at least a little bit cursed holds true for Matilda, which is Mm -hmm. my favorite Roald Dahl story. You know, oh, you know what we should have? Chocolate cake. Yes, we should. When we're watching that. Like, and... More chocolate cake than is good. <laughs> yeah, good more than is strictly necessary yeah. of chocolate cake. <laughs> For science. Yeah. I'm a science chat, I can enforce this. <laughs> <laughs> In the meantime, you can check out more Cursed or Blessed content, uh, by which I mean other episodes. And our playlists. Our playlists um, online. Different places. Now you've mentioned the playlists, I've got to mention them separately. Oh, the I'm playlists <laughs> are... Some uh, now that's what I call blessed, cursed or blessed playlists like roundups of the most cursed, blessed and blessed songs of the last decade. You can find those on Spotify by searching those titles or searching my name E L I S E G A W L O I S. 
our episodes are wherever you get your podcasts, unless you get your podcasts from stupid places where our podcast doesn't exist. And why would you do that? Because our why podcast you... isn't there. I don't want to pay SoundCloud. <laughs> I'm already paying money to use Podbean. What do I look like? Some... Do I look like Sharpay to you? <laughs> Sorry, I'm a Troy Bolton here. <laughs> I rely on scholarships for money. Seriously. Seriously. This is how I, I pay for food with my basketball scholarship. As a science chad. As a science chad. I've got to I've got to play basketball to support all the science that I do every day. Mm. It's a tough life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can find us on Spotify, on Amazon, on iTunes. You can just search Cursed or Blurst into Google. You know, if you're listening to this anyway, you've already found a means to listen to us, so just keep on doing this way. Like, <laughs> you don't need to find other means. Like, we're, already, we're also on Instagram, so follow us on Cursed or Blurst. Uh, we post memes. And uh, watch the space. We might be getting a Twitter to post more memes. <laughs> um, yeah, have a great week. Wildcats. What team? Wildcats. What team? Wildcats. What team? Science chats. <laughs> Get your head in the game.